You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome. Time to meet here for the morning radio roundup. Oh, did we officially change the name to that yet? <laughs> no, I don't think it's official yet, but we're okay. working on it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, the global warming is killing us, man. Yeah, global warming has cooled off Dallas, Texas. To I don't know. It's about thirty twenty nine this morning. It's been in the twenties the last few nights. It's been cold during the day. Low forties. Upper 30s, in fact. I think one day, two days ago, I think it it didn't get above freezing. Yeah. Right here in Dallas. Yeah. And that really, really early for this this part of the country. Uh, And, you know, it doesn't get down to freezing that often anyway, but especially not in November. Global warming. (laughs) Global warming. Tell you what, without global warming, though, it'd be negative 200. You probably. (laughs) Well, but, but if the ocean didn't absorb yeah. all of the heat that it's absorbed, uh-huh. it would be 230 degrees. So there's that, too. Kind of works out, though. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. does. But it's, no, you're absolutely right. They will make the argument, no matter what the weather is, mm-hmm. it's it's man-made. It's global warming. Mm-hmm. It's global warming when it's hot. It's global warming when it's cold. It's global warming when it rains. It's global warming when it doesn't rain. It's global warming when it snows. It's global warming when it doesn't snow. It's just great that everything leads to uh, their right. <laughs> everything proves their point. Everything. That's a pretty cool position to get into, right? I mean, how do you lose an argument when everything anybody says is exactly what you've been saying? Wow. That's exactly what we said would happen. Uh, no, it's not. Yep, we said that too. It's like being married. <laughs> or something. Or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we've had actually record cold uh, in in the DFW area. We got record cold in San Antonio. They shattered a 102-year-old record in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, it was, was it 29 degrees? Yeah, it was 28 was the old record. Oh, from like okay. 102 years so ago. colder than 28? 23 is oh, the 23. new record for San Antonio for November wow. the, whatever it was, 13th. That is something else. That's really cold. Uh, yeah. Okay. So 1916, this record was set. 28 degrees. And they just broke that record. It's global warming, then. Yep. Global warming. Global stinking warning. And then this is even more impressive. Houston just got snow. It snowed in November by far the earliest it's ever. First of all, it doesn't snow there at all, usually. I mean, every, I don't know. They've had some weird weather lately because of, well, global warming, that it has been snowing once in a while. Uh, Every couple of years it snows. But I think when I got there and it snowed on. um, Right around Christmas, right? Yeah, it did. You told me this because I had already left. In fact. It, it snowed before Christmas one of the years we were there. Huh. And then it snowed on Christmas when we were there, and we I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It snowed on Christmas Eve. It was the first time it had ever happened, and we just happened to be there when it when it did. It was great. I spent uh, two winters in Houston. I saw literally two snowflakes. So 
That's, I mean, I love the snow uh-huh. and I hated mm. Houston's weather so much. Yeah. And it'll so get you down for snow sure. Snow in of itself is an uber rarity in Houston. Yeah. The fact that it is happening before Thanksgiving is mind blowing. So the, the significant snowfall we got there the first time in, when I lived in Houston <clears throat> was the first snow they'd received in, I think, 30 years. <laughs> and now, uh, they just got the earliest snowfall ever in Houston. It snowed in Houston this year before Boston and New York. <laughs> Is that amazing? I love it. Uh, there, there's a big, I guess there's a storm headed to, yeah. to the northeast. But uh, Houston already already got snowed on. So uh, they're setting amazing records there. And, of course, that's uh, also global warming. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, what else could it be? It couldn't be anything but global warming when it starts snowing in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the earliest snowfall ever observed, and not just by a day or two, but by uh, 10 days. Um, in a city that's growing by 140,000 people a year, there's likely transpo- transplants from up north that, you know, think that's ridiculous. But it's, I mean, it's Houston, Texas. It's subtropical weather there. Yeah. They have palm trees all over the place. It doesn't normally snow there. It's, um, it's 100% humidity. 364 days out of the year. In fact, <laughs> yes. I think it's a paid holiday mm-hmm. on the one day that the humidity level drops below 100%. <laughs> uh, whenever that happens, you get the memo. It's, uh, it's yeah. a big deal. It's yeah, a big yeah. deal. It is a big deal. Uh, they've got a freeze warning, in effect, for tonight in Houston. Uh, so, anyway, global warming. Global Take it over. Warming. And uh, killing people. Hmm. Well, it's going to kill some plants in Houston. That's if you don't. The, although they're not expecting a hard freeze. But I'd cover your plants. Just in case, mm-hmm. you know, because bring it, your little pets in too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember those those warnings. Bring the pets in. Like it's going to be forty. My pet can handle forty. What is he a sissy pet? No, no. no. You don't. You <laughs> know. Yeah, we brought him in. But. Okay, all right. You gotta <laughs> have us. We loved our little guy. Heart a little yeah, bit there, you know. He's gone now. We lost him. I'm sorry to hear that. Could Probably you... we left him outside too many times. <laughs> See, you should have taken those warnings seriously. Should have heeded their warnings. Uh, All right. The Democrats are in a little bit of a tiff, I guess. A little bit of a spat. I love this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi desperately wants to be Speaker of the House. I mean, she really believes she's going to be Speaker. And she's not going to relinquish her power. Well, there's a lot of Democrats who don't want Nancy Pelosi anymore. In fact, there's a movement called Never Nancy. (laughs) Uh, and I, I, I saw Fox News put up a list of them, and I, I don't know who's naming themselves. Because if she wins again, look out. Yeah. All those people that have said they're never Nancys, uh, that's not going to be good for them. But she is facing solid opposition from at least 17 Democrats, and she got a significant block of undecided women in her bid for speaker, setting the stage for an intense battle over who's going to become Speaker of the House. After a campaign in which some Democrats prevailed in competitive districts by promising to oppose her, a coalition of incumbents and newly elected members have denied her a smooth path to the Speakership. Uh, Rep- Representative-elect Mikey Sherrill of New Jersey, who ran on an explicit pledge to oppose Nancy Pelosi, said Wednesday she was determined to keep her word to her constituents and back someone else. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that when uh, people did the same thing uh, with, with uh, John Boehner. 
Remember, people were going to oppose John Boehner, and uh, they were going to they're going to make sure he wasn't the speaker anymore. And by gosh, the first thing I'm going to do is vote against John Boehner. And then the first thing they did was mm-hmm. vote for John Boehner. I don't know if the Democrats will have that same trouble, but it wouldn't surprise me. Cheryl said, I think there's some people that will be coming forward, and I'm excited to see those people, who those people might be. They haven't identified themselves yet, but we have such a deep <laughs> bench of talent in oh. the Democratic Party. Oh, oh, do they, right? Don't they ever. <laughs> it's a deep, deep bench of talent. Think of the possible uh, people that could run for president, uh, in fact. What a deep, deep bench. Deep bench. I can't think of a single person who would beat, who would beat uh, Donald Trump. Not one. Because I don't think Beto would. And and he's going to be the one they'll they'll point to, but I I don't think better. Well, they're look at that. Fox is showing these people again the never Nancy Democrats, and they're all their faces, their names. Uh, that's interesting to me because uh, if she wins, you are going to be in a sad position in the party. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I, I still want to know what happened. I want to know if Pelosi has talked to Cortez, Estancia Cortez, oh, I, for hanging yeah. out in her office with those protesters. Oh, man. Is there going to be payback? Yeah, she couldn't have been happy about that. Also, there's some um, infighting with uh, with some Democrats of color, I guess is how you put that down. Um, people of color, Democrats of color. Mm-hmm. Representative Jim Clyburn of South Carolina accused detractors of using racially charged dog whistles to undermine his bid for the number three slot in the house democratic leadership wait democrats are using racially charged dog whistles i think that's an impossibility huh what what? wow i don't understand Clyburn, the current assistant democratic leader and highest ranking black lawmaker in congress uh said that race was being injected into the competition for house majority whip Clyburn didn't name names, but he did provide some more context and suggestions about the kinds of dog whistling taking place among his colleagues. Uh These racist Democrats, man. Uh You just, I mean, you can't trust them. I don't, I don't know where it's all coming from, he said, but someone came to me over the weekend and told me that they heard when I was whipped before I was a figurehead. Uh Oh. Oh, boy, that's obviously figurehead is a dog whistle uh, because he was only a figurehead because he was black, Uh right? There was white power behind him, I'm sure. (laughs) Such criticisms of the black member of uh, Democratic leadership, he suggested, was the little dog whistles that have been floating around this side for a long time. Whoa. Wow. He's in the Democrat Party. Oh, my goodness. What do you mean I was a figurehead? Nothing could be further from the truth. Okay. The dog whistles. Figurehead, dog whistle. Mm-hmm. We know what you're talking about. You, we know what you're talking about is uh, the white people that really run the show. Okay. Racist Democrats. Wow, I'm loving That's fascinating. That. Well, I am loving what's happening right now. We'll CNN be covering that dog whistle story. MSNBC, the dog whistles. Okay. Jim Clyburn talking dog whistles. You better cover it. Speaking of uh, majority whips, uh, Senate majority whip, John Thune has just moved up to the GOP's number two spot in the Senate. Thune becomes the majority whip as John Cornyn of Texas was forced out by term limits. 
Uh, each party's whip is the enforcer, ensuring discipline and that members show up uh, for votes in line with the party policy. So, uh, hmm. John Thune. John Thune. We know John Thune. That name sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? Huh. Oh, that's right. It was, uh, that was the person that uh, Arlen Specter was so. Oh, had his man crush on. I was in the Senate bathhouse one day when John Thune walked in naked as a jailbird. He had the body of a Greek god. Wow, that's an interesting story there, Senator. We made love for that 14 straight hours, sweet, tender love. Wow. That's That's a good story. Are you still telling it? I mean, what is... Have you wrapped it up? I'll never start. I'll never stop telling that story about John Thune with a body of a Greek god. Did you ever ask John Thune to act like a lady? No, that was for what's-her-face, oh. Bachman. Uh, Bachman. Bachman Turner Overdrive person up there in Canada. Oh. Wait, Canada? Okay. My mind's not quite as sharp as it once was, having been dead now for... Six or seven years. I will so, say, though, that's true, but it's impressive that you're still speaking-ish. That's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah-ish. Uh, so <laughs> congratulations to John Thune. Yeah, um, so he's going to be the number two guy. in the. So there's the majority leader, and then there's John Thune. Perfect man for the job. He's got the body of a Greek god. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how he does uh, whipping people into shape there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, more caravans are headed directly for the U.S. border. Ah, oh, the more the merrier. <clears throat> yep, there's just more people that we just have to welcome with open arms. <laughs> so now they come to us uh, with, and we have open arms, uh, nothing to hide. Believe what we say. To quote Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday, 400 of them showed up at the border, and I thought our guests weren't expected for a while, but yeah. then all of a sudden they're here. Oh, well, you're being ridiculous. They're hundreds of miles away. And then all of a sudden, bang. Oh, by the way, they're here. They're here. You have everything ready for them? You have dinner waiting on the table? You got citizenship waiting for them? <laughs> Why don't you take their coat so they can stay a while? So, yeah, they, and they start, you know, they're not going to sneak in. They're all claiming asylum. Are they really? Well, why'd they all climb the fence and hop over it then? What? I mean, <laughs> they went around the fence. They went over the fence. They took pictures on the fence. They tried to tear the fence down in, in parts. Uh, and that was the, apparently the first group uh, in the caravan were, were these members of the, uh, this is some sort of break off of an LGBTQIA2 plus group. Mm-hmm of migrants that kind of got together and said, hey, we're all members of the quilt bag, so let's walk together, I guess. <laughs> walk together? <laughs> I don't know. Ride right the bus together. I don't know how this happened. I I mean, it was literally a group of LGBTQ. That's what they were uh, described as. The first several buses, busloads of people were LGBTQ yeah. migrants. So these guys were on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably took the HOV lane. You think they have HOV lanes in Mexico? Oh, of course they do. Yeah. You know. So that's probably how they got up there so quickly. Just yes. Just went around traffic and whatnot. Right, right. 
And um, there are 22 more buses <laughs> just behind uh, these one these guys uh, that are being escorted by state and federal police up to the U.S. border. It's great. Not only are they on buses, they're being escorted to our border by Mexican police. So they're ignoring Trump telling them, telling Mexico to stop them. Yeah. Surprising. They, But they are. Um, so I... It's time to crack down on Mexico. It's time to crack down. It's time to tax all the money that is sent on Western Union or wherever back to their home country from the United States of America. Put a 15 or 20% tax on it. Like on imports, too? Like yep. whatever they export? Except for no way on it. Dos Equis and Corona, please, hands off. Other than that, then yes, everything should be... Uh... I, just, it's, I mean, just the migrant tax alone. Just if you just start... Taxing Western Union, the Western Union mm-hmm. fees and and those kinds of things, uh, that's going to put a stop to their cooperation with these caravans. Wow. Twenty two bus caravan. They're expected to continue north, uh, stopping or passing through Hermosillo, and then uh, north through Santa Ana, uh, and then on to Mexicali, Tecate, and then to Tijuana. So that's another group of 900 that are in 22 separate buses. So it's it's literally a bus caravan that's on the way. <sighs> this segment of the migrant caravan is part of the 7 to 10,000 Central Americans who crossed into Mexico about a month ago. 6,531 crossed the Cuartero uh, River over the weekend. According to the local government, the figure is greater than the count made by the authorities when the group spent several days in Mexico City. So they're picking up, picking up fun, more fun migrants along the way. And that suggests that other migrants are joining the caravan. Yeah, good, good thinking there. The group eventually stopped in Guadalajara. Uh, they're just having a good time on the way up. Authorities provided police escorts since they're traveling through some of the most dangerous territories of Mexico. Guanajuato experienced a 400% increase in murders since 2015 as organized crime gangs fight over lucrative drug trafficking routes and illegal fuel pipeline taps. Um, Wow. The cartel violence in Tijuana, when they arrive in Tijuana, you know, if they're fleeing violence, it's not the place to be. You shouldn't be going through this territory if you're looking to avoid violence. Tijuana last year? No, it's this year. Okay. <clears throat> Tijuana is a size of, mm, I don't know, it's a million maybe? Let me find out right now. A million four, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, 1.3. 1.3 million. Okay. 2,152 homicides so far this year. So far this year. You know how many New York City had with a population of 8 million? I don't know, something like 600, which is 600 too many, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's, you know, less than a third of what they have in Tijuana. And it's going up in New York, too. With one-eighth the population. Yeah, so... um, Unbelievable. First six months of 2018, 147 murders in New York City. 147? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I way inflated the numbers. I was like, see, record 147 murders. Up to now? Yeah, uh, through June. Through June. Uh, through an 8% increase from the same period in 2017. Okay, 147 in New York City. 
2,152 in Tijuana. <laughs> wow. With nowhere near the population. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's a violent city. So uh, you're going the wrong way if you're fleeing violence. I mean, that's it's amazing. And, of course, they're not going to stay in Tijuana, though. They're going to get across the border as fast as they can. At what point does a caravan become a convoy, by the way? Because <laughs> now they're using vehicles, so. Yeah, I, they got themselves a Breaker One Nine convoy going on there. Seems like they have that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. seems like they have it. And yet, so all of this is going on. Everything we've said is exactly true, and yet uh, the media continues to label everybody who is concerned about this fear mongers. Uh, we'll get to that in a second here, but let me tell you about uh, Wax RX because when your ears aren't clean. Um, you don't hear the truth. It, it's all muffled inside your head. And then when you try to say, hey, can somebody tell me the truth? It sounds like you're talking through a tunnel. I hate that. So there's something you could do without jamming you know, Q-tip swabs into your ears or using candles that have, I don't know, a flame near your head, which is not good. The WaxRx system is the, is the method used by physicians. It was developed by physicians. It's just a lot cheaper, and you do it in the comfort and privacy of your own home comes with a special wax softening drop to break down earwax. Then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip that gently delivers the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush everything out of your ears. Then the pH conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears and makes for the ultimate most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code RADIO and you'll get free standard shipping. Use the offer code RADIO for free shipping. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, so the media... Still disparaging anybody who has any concerns about the caravan situation. I guess it doesn't matter how many people are coming. You know, they keep citing the fact that, well, you know, thousands of people cross the border every day. Well, right. And you know that this isn't taking the place of that continuing to happen, right? This is in addition to the thousands every single day crossing our border. And now there's thousands at a time more in caravan after caravan after caravan. You get that, right? And eventually, these people are going to wind up in our streets, our welfare systems. Uh, Some of them will become, you know, I'm sure quite productive. But many of them will not. And uh, that's not fear-mongering. That's just a fact that, that we need to know who's coming into our country. Don't we have that right? We're, we're a sovereign nation, and we're not even supposed to raise a concern over people by the thousands defying our law. First act is defiance. Yeah, we don't care what your what your president said. We don't we don't care of what your military says. We don't care about your law enforcement. We don't care about your rules or laws. We're coming. Well, no, no, you're not. And then the then the media sides with them. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. But this this article, after a month of fear-mongering coverage of a ragtag group of Central American migrants, 
making their way to the southern U.S. border? Fox and Friends reported Wednesday that the first members of this caravan have reached the California-Mexico border. Right. Way ahead of your schedule. Way ahead of what you lied about. Oh, they're months away. Stop it. They're not even anywhere near the border. And they're already here. Oh, wait. They're here. (laughs) The opening segment to Wednesday's program opened with this sort of B-roll that former Trump campaign advisor called a political gift, which explains... Perhaps why the pro-Trump morning show played up a caravan coverage in the run-up to the midterm elections. Since Republicans suffered a significant loss in last week's elections, however, there has been far less caravan coverage. Yeah, well, there was nothing to report for a while. That's why everybody's talking about it now again, because they're here. Yeah, the reason there was no coverage is because they weren't on the road anymore walking they were in the HOV lane, and then they appeared. <laughs> right. You know what? Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not going to. It's not going to be a fun invasion. It's not going to be an invasion. They're not going to try to get here. Maybe it was just a field trip to see that fence. Oh sure, up, yeah, I'm up sure at that's the what San it was. San Diego border. They, they traveled all this way, 2,400 miles. They took a look at it. Now they're going back home. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're good. DHS uh, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen has spoken about the roughly thousand illegal immigrants across the border every day, which is certainly a reasonable issue for border security. But 350 caravan members reported in this story seems to be a typical day for Border Patrol. No, again, it's not. This isn't instead of the thousands of of immigrants. This is in addition to. And there's 400 yesterday. Then there's going to be another 900 in a couple of days. Then there's thousands more behind them. I, I don't understand how the media doesn't get this. And if you raise a concern, you're a fear-mongering racist. No. No. It's just not the case. I I don't... uh, There is nothing wrong with locking your front door and then having somebody ring the bell. And then you answer it and and say, oh, hi. And then if you know the person, you, you let them into your house. If you don't know the person, you say, well, hi, what can I do for you? You don't just leave your door unlocked or, worse, leave it wide open every night and allow whoever wants to to walk into your house. Well, they're all, I'm sure they're all nice, wonder, really wonderful people walking into my house. They're just hungry. So they came into my, into my house to raid my pantry for a while. <laughs> they want me to give them a job for a while, maybe clean it up around my house. Doing some lawn work. Well, I should at least know who they are and why they're there, right? Can I at least know their names? Yeah, it's so disingenuous. It's just ridiculous. It's asinine. The only people that can make that argument are if if you Hollywood leftists want to leave your gates open at your house and leave your front door open, please. Then 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 you would be you would be intellectually honest with your argument because then you would be. I guess putting your money where your mouth is. But, uh, you know, Shepard Smith, uh, is, he's got him crashing in his place, right? That's, that's what's happening? Yeah, I'm sure. He's got that apartment. We know he's got plenty of room. <laughs> he could house, you know, four families probably in it. So um, I'd love for him to, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he, he loves these people, and, and uh, so do I. I just want to know who they are and why they're coming here and what they're going to bring to our country. Uh, that's what I want to know. I guess Shepard Smith is fine with not knowing who they are or their intention. So, okay, uh, you can put them all up at your place. That's great. 
Not one of these hypocrites would do that. Not one of them would extend their own hand to these people. And by the way, we went down there at least. Uh, when this thing was boiling over a couple of years ago and there were so many kids unaccompanied at the border and uh, they didn't have any parents to take them in. There was nowhere to go for them. We went down and delivered them Christmas gifts. At least we tried to help in some meaningful way. We didn't just yell about, hey, you can't be separate. Hey, Barack Obama is separating these kids for their families. got them detained. No, we went down there. Why don't you do that? I don't see any of these uh, media types going down there and offering assistance, taking them uh, supplies, helping out, trying to find a solution to it. You took them Christmas gifts? Yeah. I mean, that's quite an assumption there. I mean, what if they don't yeah, celebrate well, Christmas? Then they don't have to take the gift. Jerk. <laughs> Don't don't pigeonhole them. Celebrating (laughs) your holiday. Uh, Let me tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Um, It's and and their product, Field of Greens. Field of Greens is real superfood that uh, eliminates the need to actually put vegetables into your mouth where your taste buds are. That's where my taste buds live. I can't I can't abide a vegetable in there, messing them up. It's nasty. Um, So if you don't eat a lot of vegetables, this is the way to get them into your diet. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real organic USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Daily clean green energy to fuel your body. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. Get 15% off the price when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT to take 15% off. BrickHousePat.com. is unleashed. That's right. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Toby McAvoy tweets, uh, what, the LGBTQ bus didn't try to decorate the wall? (laughs) Fabulous! Yeah, because we were talking about yesterday how it's so drab, right? There's all deserty and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Get up here. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what, I guess, you know. They but I don't think they did. I don't think they did. That's disappointing. Uh, promiscuous Fish tweets, if you guys if you guys want, you can have our ice storm here in Cincinnati. Thanks. Huh. Uh, no, I'm not sure I want an ice storm. Mm. I do like the cool weather, though. Yeah, It's too. awesome to have a change of seasons, especially when you've suffered through a freaking texas uh summer oh stop with the heat please could we stop i mean i said it yesterday here in dallas out where i live is 90 Mm -hmm. degrees two weeks ago yeah yeah (laughs) so then all of a sudden you know it's 30 so uh but i love it me too uh also we got this from uh jack's dad oh yeah last night great tweet from uh yeah photo of uh of an aisle uh-huh. and in a grocery on? store. What's in the aisle? A lot of spices. Okay. And uh, he took a picture of it and said, this made me think of Jeffy. Oh, is that it's a- an aisle of spice. Aisle of spice. Yeah, he doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah. Hashtag, he doesn't <laughs> like to talk about it. That was a great tweet. <laughs> that is priceless. And he doesn't. He, he reminds us all the time, yeah, I don't like to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but yet he does. Yet he always brings it up, mm-hmm. which is... Well, he's serious. You know, he's he's a big man, and uh, Wait, it yeah. takes a big man to bring it up, even though you don't want to say that again. And he's a very, very well. He's like the size of a continent, so, so. large man, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also, we got a tweet, and I don't think this came to um, <laughs> hashtag uh, put that in your pipe. No. I, I don't. I don't think uh, David Hogg is much of a listener of the show, <sighs> but he tweeted out. Um, well, he's got such a brilliant. He's a smart, analogy. He's here. a smart young man. Such a brilliant analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's obviously anti-gun here, and you'll you're going to become anti-gun when you hear what he says. Because uh, it just makes so much sense. Imagine saying the only way to stop shark attacks is with more sharks. <laughs> yeah, thank you, David. That's, that's good job. Wow, that's, that's genius good stuff. Job right there. Um, I'm sorry that. Okay, if this if the sharks are the guns in this analogy, um, I'm thinking that. The guns don't have a mind of their own. First of all, sharks do. So that doesn't really work because the shark is operating itself. The gun is not. That and if a shark could intervene when, when a bad shark attacked a human. Right, because it's, it's good people with a gun mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, like a good shark with a sh- shark. So you'd have to have you'd have to have good sharks going after bad sharks, and actually that would work. That would work if you could program sharks to be good and kill the bad sharks. <laughs> That'd be the whole analogy is he's, so asinine. He's our future leader. I can't, he's so stupid, and yet oh, we we love their activism. I love their activism. They're so brilliant. I, if only they'd run for office. We've got to lower the age. In which you could serve as president of the United States for David Hogg. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be great. I'm going to be looking be to go to Mars in that They're instance. idiots. Idiots. Okay, so uh, speaking of sharks, though, <laughs> this reminded Keith that we haven't had a Pico update in a while. What? Do we actually have the Pico <laughs> yeah, update? Yeah, on so the, uh, Brian Boykin last night tweeted out, hey, what's been going on with Pico? And so I checked in with the old search people, and uh, there you go. If you see the Blaze TV, Pico. It's all over the map, literally all over the map. He is <clears throat> drunk. Or high, or he's Not having a good time swimming around. Here's the thing, around. Keith. What do they do? He's a shark. He's a shark. Yeah, it's a shark. Yeah, that's uh-huh. this is what sharks do. What do they do? They, they swim mm-hmm. around and then uh, they eat, and then after they eat, okay, well, then why? Then what happens? They swim around a little bit more, and then uh, they'll eat a little bit more, and then they'll follow another group of fish and eat them, and then yeah, you know, he's getting dangerously close to New Jersey. So Pico, I love you. Careful. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Martin has this tweet um, of someone responding. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was someone who was responding to uh, uh, in the vein of the David Hogg tweet. What does that say up there? Uh, read that to us. Um, oh, here we go. So, so some liberal says, how many deaths would have to occur by gun for you as a gun owner to change your stance and give up your gun? And then this guy, Mike68, what did he say there, Pat? <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many rapes have to occur before you cut off your... <laughs> we'll say man unit, but that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's uh, there's logic for you. That's, left. That's perfect logic. <laughs> that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of you know banning guns, um, this is interesting because they've banned guns in England and murders are way up this year again. Now, they went up immediately in the years following the gun ban. Murders shot up. Gun violence shot up. It tripled, in fact. Went up 
uh, and then it kind of went back down a little bit, and then it leveled off. Then it went up again. Then it went down to the to the levels it was before the ban. So that's about where it stayed until uh, this the last couple of years, where they're just having all kinds of murders. Um, many of them with knives. So people who couldn't get guns went ahead and killed people uh, with knives. <laughs> just amazing. After a series of violent deaths in the capital, uh, when there were five stabbing murders, the tally of homicides has reached 118. Now, what is it in, in New York? 147, you said? Yes. This year? For six months. I mean, that's just barely ahead of London's pace. This is equal to the number in all of 2017 for London, uh, excluding the 13 victims of terrorist attacks. Okay, so if you take the terror out... It is uh, more than they had all of last year. Wow. Latest involved the death of a 35-year-old woman who suffered an abdominal wound at an address uh, in somewhere in London. A 50-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of murder there. Um, the official Metropolitan Police tally of violent deaths this year is 120, but that figure takes in two cases that are being tra- treated as self-defense. So there were 68 stabbings, 12 shootings, and two, where they were both knifed and shot. Evil will find a way. It doesn't need it does. a specific weapon. That's right. That's right. A third of the cases uh, involved victims 16 to 24. 20 were teenagers. Among the 16 to 24-year-olds, 30 were stabbed. Nine were shot. Two died with a knife and a gun. Uh, and one died from a fall. So, obviously, they were probably pushed, I would say. Um, and for the teenagers, 15 to 19, six were shot, 14 stabbed. Where? How are people still being shot in London? How is that happening? Not only did they ban guns, they confiscated guns. Where are the guns coming from? Well, could it be? Could it be? <clears throat> just a theory now. I'm going to throw this out mm-hmm. there. We got, mm-hmm. we got uh, weather weirding. Mm-hmm. Right? We got climate change. We know the jet stream moves from west to east. Right. Could it be that stray bullets from America are hitting that jet stream? Oh, wow. And hitting people. I hadn't even considered that, but uh, it must be something like that. It's a work in theory. Yeah. I don't really haven't noodled it out too much. Yeah, well, I mean, once things hit the jet stream, you know how far they can go. There you go. So. So. But, but, uh, so what do you do? Do you you ban knives? Well, yeah, they they were talking about it. They were talking about banning knives in London. Uh, So then when people kill each other with fists, what are you going to do? Ban fists? We're going to ban hands now. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Can we just mm-hmm. outlaw people? Huh? Is that something we could consider? We're getting dang close to doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. We could just ban evil. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. We get out. We get, right. we get make it illegal to be evil. It seems like murder is currently uh, against the law. Is it? Yeah, in most I, places. I wouldn't know. I, don't I know. think it's it's kind of universal in most places. Most places. I'm hey. not going to say all places, but you're not supposed to kill other people. Have you looked that up for every municipality? No, I to, haven't. No, I have not. Just sure that that's accurate? No, that's why I can't make the definitive you statement. You Dave. don't know. I okay. don't know. Mm-hmm. So okay. I do know, speaking of violence, that uh, Michael Avenatti, Uh-oh. the douchebag lawyer oh, boy. Uh, from uh, the Stormy Daniels case, arrested last night on charges of domestic violence. <sighs> My goodness. Well, that couldn't you happen to character. him. character nicer guy it's just so hard to believe isn't right. it you could knock me over with a feather right now 
<laughs> incident took place on Tuesday, and he was arrested on Wednesday. He was he was booked three forty four in the afternoon yesterday on a charge of domestic violence with injuries, according to the booking records. His bail was set at fifty thousand, which he pretty easily cleared, and he's out of jail already. But he claims he's never struck a woman in his life. Okay. See what uh, but uh, I haven't I haven't seen any photos. I I don't even know. It doesn't even really say if he hit her in the face or what kind. He just says uh, domestic violence with injuries is all it says. Yeah, the responding officer did say uh, there were visible injuries on the uh, on the female uh, on his wife's face. Yes. Wow! Mm-hmm. Did they get there by magic? Because he says he didn't strike anybody. So uh, you know he'd never lie. That's true. Right? I mean, if if you can't trust Michael Avenatti, I don't know who you can trust. <laughs> there was some Twitter had some fun with uh, Michael Avenatti last night. That's for sure. Did they? Oh, oh we have some great. There's yeah. There's re- also <laughs> yeah. We went to his website and um, lots of folks were well. So this one here, uh, yeah. Okay, so just he he had a tweet from a while back where he said that right there. Yeah, he said. Um, when they go low, we hit harder. <laughs> and uh, Jessica tweeted out, you should probably not use this reference anymore. <laughs> Good stuff, Jessica and Fletcher. And we checked out his, his website, and he's got this rotating carousel of yeah. quotes like because he's so cool. He's it, it, These are things that everybody appreciates that I say. One of his little sayings on Michael Avenatti Esquire is, um, if you can't take a punch, you don't belong in the ring. You might want to take that one down, Michael. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you okay. He also uh, has up on that little rotating carousel uh-huh. of quotes. Don't tell me what cases you've won. Tell me who you've beaten. <laughs> Ooh. I love the English language. Maybe in hindsight, we take right. that one down as well for yeah, a while. Yeah, as of this morning, they're still rotating those quotes. I yep. think the webmaster might be on vacation. If you want to check out michaelavenati.com, they're right there. <laughs> the last we checked, it was, was, what, an hour ago? Uh-huh. They were still rotating on the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, 888 uh, Thanksgiving is on the way, and so is you know overeating, obviously. You got the... Uh, it's so great to just stuff your fat face full of turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing and rolls. Mm. Oh, oh man! I mean, you got to clean up the gravy. Yes, and with, the roll with the rolls, with the rolls, and butter. Like you got to have a bunch of butter. It's on like there. a sponge. It's yeah. an edible sponge. Rolls on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> then there's you know the pie afterwards and all of that. I mean, you're powerless. Mm-hmm. You know that. Right. It's just it's not your fault. Yep. Somebody else's. It's the person who baked all that stuff, who cooked it and baked it. There you go. Blame them. Mm-hmm. There's help, though, on the way. Uh, if you go to RidUZone.com, RidUZone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the OEA molecule from olive oil, and that has been shown to boost metabolism and help reduce appetite. You take a couple of these before you eat, you know, half an hour or so before you eat, and you're just going to eat less. And then it speeds up your metabolism, so it helps you burn off the calories that you consume. So for about $1.39 a day, RidUZone can help you get through the holidays and jumpstart a new you for 2019. RidUZone.com, dot com. Promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com, 30% off. It's time to make it happen. Let RidUZone help you do that. RidUZone.
Com. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Something scary. Is that a scary thing? Hmm. It's definitely foreboding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scared now. Really? Yeah, myself. You want me to yeah. hold you? <laughs> uh, hey, you heard that uh, NFL was going to play their big game of the week. Uh, it was going to be Rams Chiefs. In Mexico City, and I thought, what? A, why are you doing that? Why are you doing maybe the biggest game of the year in Mexico City, denying the fans in Los Angeles or Kansas City, wherever that game was supposed to be played, of the chance to see the best game of the year in person? Now nah, we're going to move that to Mexico City because we're trying to trying to build our fan base down there. That just so. Why don't you shore up your fan base here, NFL? Yeah. Well, anyway, they're not going to play the game in Mexico City anymore. Why? Have you seen the condition of the field? Yeah. Holy Shakira cow. shook her hips a little too much on that turf. Ooh, it's torn to shreds. <laughs> and the players were ready to sit out the game yeah. if it was going to be played there. So the NFL said, okay, we'll play in Los Angeles. So they moved the game between the Chiefs and Rams on Monday Night Football back to L.A., where it should have been anyway. Yeah, this was ridiculous. It's a Monday night game. You know, it's not like yeah. some middle of the Sunday right. afternoon game. And and they knew before the season started that these two teams were going to be. Of course, among they knew the that. Best. You bet they knew that. So they knew this was going to be an important game. You know, put Buffalo against Tampa Bay down there. Yeah, <sighs> do that. Right. Thanks for not saying the Falcons. I appreciate it. But anyhow, yes, uh, the, the the turf. Another man. good game that might make sense is. Houston, Dallas, two of the closest teams to Mexico City. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a little bit of shared interest there. Do that. Mm-hmm. Do Dallas and Houston in Mexico City. Why would you put Kansas City, Los Angeles in Mexico City? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. They didn't do that. They didn't send the best game over to London, and they knew they knew what those teams were going to be about. Last one was what? Philadelphia and uh, who could have been a really good team, but they're just not this year. Hmm. Uh, but it was Philadelphia, and I don't remember who. But it was not a marquee. Jacksonville. Oh, okay, that could have been that could have been a, a marquee matchup. Yeah, that's true. Turned out it wasn't, but it could have been. Uh, so, but why why is the NFL moving their best games then to international locations? I think that really cheats the fans here, and so they're doing so much of this kind of stuff. I'm not going to be sad and- for them when when. When they're not nearly as popular as they once were. And it counts as a home game for these teams as well. Yeah. These aren't exhibition games, you know. Right. Uh, these are these are meaningful. Yeah, you wouldn't games. mind it if it was preseason. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. Play in Mexico. That's what that's what you should be doing, is playing your preseason games there if you want to build interest. Uh and what was it the uh, oh the NHL says that uh, they, they played a couple games last week. Uh, the game started like nine in the morning over here in America. They played a couple of games in Helsinki, Finland, between <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets and the Florida Panthers. And now, like the assistant to the uh, NHL commissioner says, "Yeah, we're going to be expanding to Europe uh, sooner rather than later." We hope. Uh, please, what? the NHL? They can't afford that. Are they going to have like games that just start at nine in the morning on a and regular? You're basis? You're going to have you're going to have a team travel from Los Angeles to Helsinki <laughs> and on. back. Stop it. Uh, come on. And then the Helsinki team's going to have to fly back and forth to the U.S. and Canada all season? How can, How do you afford that? No no way. The global warming alone 
uh, should preclude that. <laughs> if anybody anywhere in the NHL believes in global warming, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And I'm sure they do believe in global warming in the NHL. So, I hope not. I mean, man caused global warming. You know, and if if that's the case, isn't jet travel one of the worst things you can do? Other than cow farts? Isn't that about the worst thing there is? Oh, that's why they have to play the games indoors now is because it's not cold enough outside anymore. All right. Right? <laughs> well, except in Dallas except and Houston. Dallas. Houston works. <laughs> San <frigid>. Antonio <laughs> and Texas where it's freezing cold. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I love this story, too. Uh we're going to have to, after the break, tell you about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Aww. and her incredible struggles. Oh, my gosh. It's, no. It is like, it's like so not awesome. It's so you not know? awesome? You know? You know? Like, like it's not awesomeness? You know? That, that, now that might be a direct quote from Ocasio-Cortez. It might be. Actually. Yeah. I was trying to make it one, so yeah, yeah. I think that was, actually. Yeah, so she got some troubles. She's, she's having some tough times, and... Mm-hmm. And uh, some people tried to help out for a while, and now the website is closed yeah, down. So, yeah, so now the people that were going to help her, now, now they're mm-hmm. turning their back on her. Turning her back. They, yes. I mean, what? Yes. The really tragic stuff. We'll God. tell you about it coming up in a, in a second yeah. here. Um, also, apparently, Melania Trump never asked Michelle for advice. Can you what? believe that? Can you believe that? That is unthinkable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, where Daniel tweets, uh, the caravan is just coming to have a conversation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all people want to do is just start a conversation. This legislation's not about gun control. No, I, I just want It's about having a conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what was the other thing that was just was about a, a conversation? Universal health care. Universal health care is just a conversation. Everything's a conversation now, including the caravan. That's great. Uh, cry Lefty Cry tweets, So you're saying banning guns didn't stop murders? And it might be a people problem? Interesting. It's interesting. Ivan? Okay. <laughs> That's becoming one of my favorite uh-huh. things in life. <laughs> um Except I'm doing it at home now, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. Because oh, that hurts. It's right? one place nobody listens. They just don't. They don't. They care. don't listen. They don't listen. Like don't wait. Care. Like do they? Okay. No. All right. All right. I got it. They mm. may not listen to the show, mm-hmm. which you can get on demand. Yes. Anywhere. Yes, you could listen anytime. And my wife's excuse now is, well, I'm busy that okay. time. And, well, okay, but you could listen anytime. Yeah. yeah. Download it. Listen at your leisure. Okay. But here's my question. Here's my mm-hmm. follow up. Mm-hmm. If they're not listening to the show. Are they listening to you when you speak at the house? Just no. about anything, no. nothing in particular. Just, no. How does that make you it feel, man? Sad, sad, Keith. Oh. Thank, you, thank you for your. Are you really concerned, or you just make small, small talk? Right? talk. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Gen X or Kim tweets out: UK needs to have knife control because clearly taking guns away stopped the murders, <laughs> except for not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Steve tweets regarding the uh, Michael Avenatti. And the accusations of domestic violence against him. We, we believe survivors. It's up to him now to prove his in, prove your innocence. There you go. Yeah, Michael, prove your innocence. Put that in your pipe. 
Uh, also, saves 84. So wait. The record low, speaking of San Antonio, just had their record low of 23 degrees in November. The record low was from before, was from 1916 before cars were mainstream. What caused the global warming back then? Wow. I know. I always love that because so often that's the case. It's heat records are all 1930s. The cold records are from, you know, all over the map, but 1916 or it could be 1875. Yeah. Why is it so extreme then? Ah, there's just there's just no winning this argument. Nope. Because everything leads back to global warming. The heat, the cold, the rain, the drought, all of it. Uh, hurricanes, lack of hurricanes, it's all global warming. All of it. What about when it's like like drizzle falling out of the sky? Just like a yeah, that's, misty day? That's the worst kind of global warming. Wow. Because it's, it's the kind of global warming that lulls you into a false sense of security, thinking, ah, it's just a mist. I've got one for you. Mm-hmm. What if it's like a perfect weather day? Like it's 72 degrees, sunny, mm-hmm. wonderful, want to be outside, enjoy it. What's that? Uh, global warming. How often does that happen where it's a perfect day? <laughs> you know it's extreme when it's normal. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Sure did. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, do you think that did the White House violate the First Amendment and uh, CNN's constitutional rights when they denied the uh, the White House pass to Jim Acosta? Because that's what CNN is claiming. And a federal judge could soon decide whether they violated the Constitution when they stripped away the, pass, the press pass credentials of uh, CNN's White House correspondent. Now, CNN claims that took away their First Amendment rights. N- no, it didn't. What do you mean? Does the First Amendment guarantee that you have to be in a certain place at a certain time? Does the First Amendment say that you have to be in the White House press corps? No. You can state your your thoughts, your feelings. You can say whatever you want on CNN. Go on there and say whatever you want. White House can't stop you from doing that. Did they take away CNN's constitutional rights by just denying this guy a chance to disrupt their press conferences all the time? That seems to be where it's going to hinge on, uh, whether the judge believes that he was disruptive enough to be, uh, you know, to have been infringing on other reporters' rights, which he was, which he was absolutely doing, or will he rule, will they rule that it, he was thrown out of there because he had a differing point of view? I guess that's what this will hinge on. Um, but CNN hasn't been denied their rights, and neither is Jim Acosta. It's all grandstanding, and it's helped their ratings. So they love this. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love it. And according to some in- insiders at the White House, Donald Trump loves it too. So I mean, they're just good for each other. <laughs> they're, I think, you know, they're they're sort of in a love hate relationship with you, with each other because they both get the other one more attention, and that's what they each love. So. Uh, does it really matter what they rule? Because I think I think they're both winning in this thing anyway, just by creating all of this talk. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, uh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Speaking of your First Amendment rights, Ben Shapiro gets uh, you know, he does a lot of does a lot of speeches at colleges. I don't know why he does that because he's going into enemy territory almost every single time. And you know, while there might be a group of like minded people at the university. You're going to get 
just ugliness spewed at you by everybody else around there. And they're going to try to come in and shut you down and shout you down. So Ben Shapiro just showed up at Ohio State to do a speech. And a lot of the... uh, a lot of the students at Ohio State University took exception to that because you can't have people, I don't know, expressing their points of view. No. On can- not on a college campus. I mean, unless, no. Well, no, if they're left-wing yes, points of view, of course you can. Of course. Then that's fine. Keep going. That's fine. But if you're on the right, that's dangerous. What if somebody were to hear that? Yeah. Uh, so they got together and started chanting the weirdest things uh outside i guess ben shapiro is speaking inside and they're chanting this outside the room very classy proud of themselves ben f ben shapiro that's good that's really good okay all right. That's you too. You too. You too. Yourself. You too. Oh man, that's wrong. Seriously though, so stupid. Can they not? These are the centers of learning in America. Okay. Yeah, these are these are the future leaders of America walking around chanting "F Ben Shapiro." Really, you got nothing else to do at Ohio State. Hey, you got a coach who's under fire right now. You might want to be talking to him mm. or about him mm. or protesting him. Uh, who, I mean, go with the Me Too movement and get on top. Get get all over Urban Meyer. That would be a better, a better, uh, more productive use of your time. But they weren't done. They they also uh, came up with another interesting chant. Oh, cool! We'll see. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Reagan's dead. Reagan's dead. Okay. I hear, I hear another one too. And another one's starting. John McCain's dead. Okay. Uh, Alright. Yeah. It's true, but it's I don't what's the Okay. Reagan is dead. You're right. I mean, there's no responding to that one. I mean, they, and they won. They you win. You, you win he, that argument. You, you're right. I don't know that anybody was denying that. Uh-uh, I don't think so. And John McCain is also dead. Now it's a little soon to be chanting about it. I would think in that particular case. Uh, but you're right. Again, he is in fact dead. And <laughs> they also chanted <laughs> for a while. They also chanted. George Bush Sr.'s dead. <laughs> Whoa, wait now. George hey. Bush Sr.'s dead until someone apparently realized, uh, well, uh-huh. no, he isn't. Somebody he's opened not. up Wikipedia on their phone and went, oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. No. Hey, no, no, no. Stop. Okay, he's All not right. dead. Let's... Not dead. So that one's not correct. Let's pick out somebody else. <laughs> and I guess they wanted to be accurate in their chanting. Of course. And you always want to be accurate in your chanting, right? <sighs> and so they stopped. Ch- chanting George Bush Sr. is dead. <laughs> I can't take this. It's so unbelievable. I, what does that have to do with Ben Shapiro talking, uh, you know, giving a speech inside? What, what does that have to do with it? Reagan's dead and John McCain's dead. So that what 
conservatism's gone or Republicans are all dead or you're just trying to make people sad who like Reagan and John McCain? I don't I'm not sure. Oh, I'm crushed. Seriously, what is the point of that? I don't I I can't even figure that out. I don't even know what you're you're trying to say there with that. Easy. Easy. You're trying to make sense yeah, of this I, world. No. It's amazing. Ah, these these cute little snowflakes just can't handle any of it. They just they can't take it. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of snowflakes, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> nice segue. Uh said that last week she couldn't afford her apartment in DC uh till she starts getting paid by con- in in her congr- congressional salary and so she thinks she should be paid now because you know that's what socialists believe you know i i deserve my money now get a signing bonus for uh-huh. serving in congress yeah 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 mm-hmm. she said i i have 3 months without a salary before i'm a member of congress so how do i get an apartment those little things are very real. Just well, wait a minute. Why just pay for it? And we've said that several times now, and she hasn't apparently caught on. And this is her own theory. Yeah, just pay for it. Just pay for it. <laughs> I, I'm always puzzled by people who say they can't afford an apartment in D.C. What? You just pay for it. Yep. That's all. Um. So... A lot of students stated their willingness to help her find an apartment. Oh, that's good. good yeah, good. so they set up a GoFundMe page. Ah, community in action. Here we go. And then uh, somebody realized, hey, w- wait a minute. Yeah? What? She's going to be making $174,000 a year. Perhaps I won't contribute to her apartment fund? Oh, no. Yeah, so... I guess the little socialists that follow her around um, found out that the little socialist that's leading them is going to be a very rich capitalist, <laughs> and that pissed him off. And so she lost a lot of support at, at oh, American yeah. University there. They were ready to help her out. So when her the last we saw of her GoFundMe page for her apartment, it had a whopping fifty dollars in it. Fifty bucks. <laughs> fifty. And then it got shut down because that's just embarrassing. So mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. They realized that. Um, the, uncom- the incoming lawmaker has also reportedly drawn $6,200 in salary from her campaign. So she's being paid by her campaign uh, and has been getting that since August. So mm-hmm. she's already got income. Hmm. So she's going to be making fourteen thousand five hundred bucks a month, right? And, and the apartment she wants is twenty seven hundred. Yes, she should I be able to make that think payment. She's gonna be able. She's gonna be uh-huh. okay. Yeah, she's gonna be okay. But I love that they That's great, that though. her little snowflake followers realized. Yeah. Hey, she's gonna be rich. Yeah. What, what, what? Hey, she's one of the evil elites now. What is the salary cutoff for the richest one percent? Uh, the 1%? Just curious. I think is around 400. But she's in the richest 2%, almost for sure, I would think. Mm. But I think 1% starts at 380 or 389. 400. 389. Good okay. job. Nice. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. I want to find out what percent she's going to be in now. Like you said, probably 2%. Yeah. I would guess 2%. The richest 2%. So she's, I mean, she going to be relatable anymore? No. 
No, she is not. Does it say? Oh, I'm I'm slow. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll continue to work on that and find out Ocasio Cortez's percentage here in a second. Um, meantime, <laughs> this portion of Pat Gray Leash brought to you by my Patriot Supply. You know, we all prepare in other ways in our society, like a 401k or an IRA. We prepare for our future. We store jumper, jumper cables in our vehicle in case the battery ever dies. You, you buy insurance of all kinds, medical, car insurance, homeowner's insurance. And that's all just in case, right? You're, you're getting prepared. Well, you should be prepared for uh, eventualities like, I don't know, the most basic need you have, and that's the ability to have food and eat um so you can build a food storage supply at my patriot supply this is the way i built mine and they're fantastic first of all my patriot supply really does it right it's great food um and they really take a lot of care and concern with their product to make sure it's it's really good tasting and high quality stuff it lasts for up to 25 years in storage and you can just store it you don't have to worry about it anymore and then if anything happens, no matter what it is, whether it's just a snowstorm that you can't get out to the store, it's an ice storm, or you know the stores uh, get cleaned out because that happens in case of big storms, uh, then you've got something where you, you, you've got enough to get you through it, whatever the emergency. Go to uh, my special website, preparewithpat.com, and check out two of the, their best offers with the lowest prices of the year. On their two most popular emergency food kits. Preparewithpat.com. Check them both out. And get started in preparation for yourself and your family. Get preparing with My Patriot Supply. It's a smart thing to do. Preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where politics tweets in reference to the uh, the chance uh, protesting the Ben Shapiro speech at Ohio State when they were chanting, John McCain is dead. John McCain is dead. <laughs> Karl Marx is dead. <laughs> Karl Marx is dead. There you go. <laughs> Karl Marx is dead. I don't know. It feels like he's alive. In the- oh, it does. He's alive in the hearts and minds of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others. Steve Madursky tweets, I don't have a pass, press pass access to the president. I'm tired of Trump squashing my First Amendment right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to continue, though, I'm afraid. Uh, frightening, but, but true. Uh, also, we've got uh, Mr. Max, who tweets, more guns would solve the shark problem, too. Oh, there you <laughs> go, David Hogg. Put that in your pipe. Uh, and from <laughs> Smallmouth Bass Kurt, Keith. I am slow. Oh, yeah, that's a quote from me. Me. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I try to look uh, stuff up on the fly. Huh, it's a, Yeah. Huh. I mean, it requires yeah, what a typing surprise. stuff. Yeah. I'm injured, so I don't know. It slows me down. And eventually, he did, you did find some stats on Ocasio-Cortez's wealth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's the upper 3%. So she's, she earns more than 90, 97% of all Americans now. Or will in January. Mm-hmm. When she gets finally gets her first paycheck uh, from Congress, upper three percent—that's not bad. That's a good gig. One hundred and seventy-four thousand um, dollars. And by the way, it is also richer than you're. You're part of the richest point one percent on the planet. 
you're part of the richest 0.1% of all residents on this earth. Well, I'm sure what she's going to do mm-hmm. is, if not all, surely, surely most, most of her of, salary will go donate. to... Yes, she'll I'm, donate it, like yeah. the president does. He donates all of his salary. That's true. So, Oh, but mm-hmm. but somebody just, uh, just tweeted out here, uh, Fidgety Widget says, um, uh, Ben Shapiro yesterday said that uh, Ocasio-Cortez had a financial disclosure that stated she had $15,000 in the bank and $50,000 in savings and stocks, etc. So that's, that should cover an apartment in D.C., right? Should, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, without a GoFundMe page. 888 Let's go to Elise in Texas. Hey, Elise, you're on the blaze. I, I love you guys. Thank you. Um, the only thing is, is my blood pressure goes up every morning when, <laughs> when I watch. Um, first of all, about, I've got two things. Um, Cortez, I can't believe how stupid people are. I really mm-hmm. cannot believe how stupid people are, that they would even do a GoFundMe page. But by the time she leaves, she'll be a millionaire times, you know, four or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, but here's the other thing. A uh, couple of days before the election, they're showing the caravan coming across, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it amazes me how far they can walk, you know, in such a short amount of time. But I saw a car, on, it was on the news, and it looked like a taxi cab, and the trunk's down, but there's legs hanging out, okay? Mm-hmm. And on the right-hand side was a Beto bumper sticker. <laughs> and not one person, not one person in the news ever reported it. And it just seemed odd to me that they would care so much about Beto. Yeah. yeah. It's but did anybody else see that, or was it just me? I did because not. I saw it several times. And if you go mm. back through and you look like at the different news stations, they showed here these like four legs, four, it's either four or six legs hanging out of the trunk. And the trunk's down on them, you know. Uh-huh. But on the right hand side is a Beto bumper sticker. So my question is, how in, how in the hell did they get it? <laughs> I mean, were they sending money down there and, and, and a lot, along with some bumper stickers or. You know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, appreciate it, though, Elise. Thanks, thanks for the call. Um, Beto did, his campaign did send him some money. Uh, we found that out through uh, right. those undercover videos. <clears throat> they went into inside the campaign, and uh, they admitted that they took campaign funds and sent it down to uh, help support him. So uh, I think along with the check, you could get a bumper sticker could, into yeah, the envelope. There. Maybe they mm-hmm. got the Beto for Senate <laughs> sticker as well. It's amazing. Uh, it's really amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Last week we talked about the uh, um, institute institution of oceanography and Princeton University uh, scientific findings that showed that the oceans. Remember uh, hearing about this last week or the week, week before? I can't remember when we reported this, but the oceans have heated up more, uh, a lot more than they previously thought so dramatically faster than previously believed as a result of climate change so they knew that they were heating up but they're heating up 60 percent faster was the news story than we even believed so this is all you know we, we this is how bad this is that the oceans are absorbing all of this heat and we just didn't know about it well, wait, we went through this before when we found this out. Carbon emissions also trap heat. 
Today's uh -huh. report shows oceans have absorbed 90% of that heat, huh. raising ocean temperatures by half a degree. Okay. Had all that heat gone into the atmosphere, then air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees. Oh, that's frightening. Oh, that is something it's scary. Because yeah. if the world didn't work the way it does, yes. we'd all be dead. You got it. You nailed it. You know what? If gravity didn't exist, we'd all float off the planet and that's, die. That's another fair point. So, mm -hmm. um, what else you got? If it didn't rain yeah. on this planet, what? Or or if it rained acid like it does on Venus, okay, we'd all be dead. I mean, these so are good what points. I'm saying is, if yeah. this planet didn't function the way it does, if a lot of bad things would happen, sure would. So. Um, Ridiculous. Anyway, so then they so not only did has have the oceans absorbed ninety percent of all the heat, they came out with this new study that says it's sixty percent more beyond that. <laughs> and then, so now a climate skeptic said, uh, "No, you you only have to look at your very first page." He said the findings of this peer reviewed paper. Uh, that was published in the world's premier scientific journal and given worldwide coverage. He said, um, yeah, if you just look at the first page, you'll see that it's uh, full of inaccuracies and wrong. <laughs> and uh, the co-author of the study said, oh, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. It is wrong. So... Uh, yeah, we're going to correct that right away. We're grateful to have it pointed out so quickly so we can correct it quickly. These are the people that you're supposed to believe yep. absolutely everything they say all the time. And they're continually wrong. They don't even know how the how the planet functions. Oh, good golly. And yet, believe them blindly anyway. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, by the way, it's Thursday. Time's running out to buy your raffle ticket for the Mercury One Mercedes Benz that we're giving away. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, you know, you buy the hundred dollar raffle ticket, and so you could win this thing for a hundred bucks. It is a beautiful CLA two fifty Mercedes, brand new, and for a hundred dollar ticket, it could be yours. Enter to win it. With a $100 raffle ticket, and then you're going to have a one in this many chance. I don't know what's in there, but not that many. I mean, it's, a, it's unbelievable, the odds. It's not like, you know, we're not talking about uh, like the lottery odds. Because the lottery odds are what? One in 301 million? Mm -hmm. You're going to have a one in maybe a couple thousand? Well, I don't know. We don't know. Hundreds? Yeah, I, don't I don't know that they've added all of the latest uh, contestants here. It will be better, I guarantee you this. This is my personal guarantee to you. Okay. It will be a better than one in 300 million chance. Oh, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to guarantee stand that. by that. Okay. It will be right better there. than that. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's going to be better than a one in a million chance. Okay? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you, I'm with you there too. Better than one in a million. And I just made your odds better by 300 uh, percent. 
So wow, yeah, put uh, that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, and if you would like to uh, purchase the ticket, it's very simple. What you, do I do? How do I do this? Because well, I can win too. Because I don't work for Mer- Mercury One. That's right. You could. I could win. You could. It might not look very good if I won, but right. it would be completely fair. Sure would. So uh, let's see. Uh, you can go to Twitter. <clears> look <throat> at uh, at Pat Unleashed. Yeah. You just click on the link that click you on the just link tweeted this that moment. I just tweeted right, right now. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could enter to win. Mm-hmm. Or you could just go to mercuryone.org and look for the purchase uh, raffle ticket link on the right-hand side of okay. the page. And that's where I can go get my tickets for the M1 ball. Mm-hmm. And then you could just hang out with us on Saturday night. Yeah, I'll night be there. Too. Will you be I, there? I will be there. Will Jeffy be there? Jeffy will be I there. I may not be mm-hmm. there now. Uh, Glenn will be there, obviously. Stu will be there. Um, my wife will be there. She doesn't come to a lot of these, but she comes to this every year. Cool. So uh, we'll have uh, delicious food there. There's going to be country stars. The country stars, I, I'm excited about. I won't even tell you who they are because they're just too good. I get too excited, and then I, you know, then I can't concentrate on the rest of the show. Uh-huh. A lot of people are wondering, uh, <laughs> how is Aaron Watson not your uh, favorite country guy since you collaborated with him? With, I just with said these guys who are coming to the M1 Ball are some of my favorites. Some of. Aaron Watson is definitely my favorite. I like Aaron. He's yeah. a good guy. He sure is. Um, uh, and I actually like his music, too, what I've heard of it. That's good stuff. Yep. So there's an amazing live and silent auction. Uh, good food. You can hang out with us. So we'll see you here uh, Saturday night. Go to mercuryone.org slash m1ball or just mercuryone.org and, and you can follow the links there. Okay. All right. 888 cool. 3393 uh, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, this is kind of sad because... Melania Trump has not turned to Michelle Obama not once That's for advice. Sad. <laughs> it is sad and pathetic. How does this foreigner not turn to uh, a person who was born here? Yeah, not even to compliment her arms. Right? Which, I mean, you should do on a regular basis. I mean, have you seen him? And she's only a supermodel. So why, why hasn't she turned to Michelle for fashion tips? In, uh, you know, her role as first lady. (laughs) Michelle complained to ABC News that current first lady Melania has not reached out for advice, even though she extended the offer. (laughs) Is that supposed to be a surprise? If it was the other way around, if, if Melania Trump was leaving the office and she said, hey, Michelle, if you need anything, let me know. Okay. Is there anybody that believes Michelle Obama would call Melania Trump for advice? No. You know she would not. But, but now, Why should Melania call Michelle Obama for, for advice? She wouldn't. I read a book about how presidents, former presidents, and current presidents you know, talk. Mm-hmm. It's, it, in fact, the book is a great read. It's The President's Club. And it talks about how uh, Obama doesn't. He never reached out to George Bush to talk about anything. He didn't ask no. for advice or any kind of tips. Mm-hmm. No. no way. Oh, you know he didn't. Um, they can't stand each other. Obama um, said former First Lady Laura Bush had extended the same offer to her. And guess what? She didn't say whether or not she sought any, any advice from Laura Bush. And the question wasn't asked. How moronic is that? Okay, here she is complaining. Well, I even offered to give her advice, and she hasn't even consulted me for advice once. Do you know Laura Bush offered to give me advice? Oh, um, did you ever ask her for advice? Because I'll bet you a million dollars. 
that I don't have? The answer is no. She did not ask her for advice. Uh, Obama and Trump met after the election, toured the White House together, just like Obama and Bush did in 08. But it's unclear what more Trump was supposed to have done. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? There's no way that Michelle reached out to Laura Bush, and there's no way Melania would reach out to Michelle Obama. In a statement to the Washington Examiner, uh, President Trump's communications director, Stephanie Grisham, uh, oh, this is Melania's uh, communication director, she said, Mrs. Trump is a strong and independent woman who has been navigating her role as first lady in her own way. When she needs advice on any, any issue, she seeks it from her professional team within the White House. So put that uh, wherever it goes. Besides, Michelle, she doesn't want to bother you. You've been dealing with the real world and dogs barking at your dogs and stuff like that. You know, the neighbor's yard way down the street. You can barely hear, but your dogs are like, oh, we're in the real world now. Uh, So you got plenty to worry about, Michelle. She has neighbors now. She has people on on each side of her. My goodness. How do you do it? Of her $8 million home. How do you do it? I don't know, man. I don't know. She has to make her own toast, we found out yesterday. She makes her own toast. This woman has too much going on in her life to be bothered by Melania anyway. I don't want Melania bugging her, okay? She's got too much on her plate, yeah, Melania. Don't call her. Michelle Obama, obviously a superwoman. I mean, what can't she do? She she let, she opens the door for her dogs. Yeah. She makes her own toast. That's right. She went outside with the dogs yeah. with toast in her hand. Huh. So we know she can walk and eat toast at the same time. Wow. She's got it all going on. Um, you know, and she's written her memoir and she's touring the country. And people are, I mean, seriously, people are showing up in gigantic auditoriums to hear her talk. As they did at the United Center in Chicago. 14,000 people, supposedly a sold-out audience, at the United Center Tuesday night. And she said, yes, uh, I'm finally claiming my story is the quintessential American story. And she admits here that it's finally. Because, okay, well, when... When have you said that your story was quintessentially American before? That, yes, people uh, of your background can succeed and obviously do and have. She said, I'm finally claiming my story is the quintessential American story. Yes, I'm black. Yes, I'm a woman. And yes, I grew up working class and my parents didn't get to finish college. Well, my parents, Michelle, didn't even go to college. In fact, my dad never went to high school. And then she, then she says, how dare someone tell me I don't love my country? Whoa, you. Oof, wow. Well, well, I mean, I'll tell you how dare it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's easy to dare. <laughs> you just listen to her. That's how you tell her she doesn't love her country. I mean, because uh, like this gave me a clue when you first said, <laughs> let me tell you something for the first time in my adult life, I am proud of my country. Okay, so it took your husband being nominated for the Democrat Party uh, presidential nomination to be proud of your country for the first time. Okay, that tells me you didn't love your country. Boy, that's a leap, Pat. This you sure told me, make that? This told me you didn't love your country. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. Uh-huh. We are going to have to change our conversation. Right. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our, our history. Our, we're going to have to move into a different place. We're going to have to change our traditions and our history? Why? Because they suck? 
Well, yeah, that's what you thought. And then there was this. Because sometimes it's easier to hold on to your own stereotypes and misconceptions. It makes you feel justified in your ignorance. Mm -hmm. That's America. Oh, okay. So feeling justified in your ignorance, that's America. Well, that made me feel like you didn't love your country. That's how I dared. I don't know how anybody else dared, but I I dared tell you you didn't love this country because you said it multiple times. You told us over and over and over again. This just makes me so angry that they feign this ignorance like, oh, what do you mean? I've loved this country forever. What are you talking about? How dare you say I don't love this country? I, I'm not saying it. You've said it multiple times. So don't give me that. Not going to play that game. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's not too early to start thinking about great gifts for that special someone in your life, and I've got a great idea for you. It's the iTarget Pro system. This is a system where you can dry fire in your home, where you, heaven forbid, might have to use your weapon to defend yourself and your family, and then to be able to train there in that environment is such a huge advantage. The iTarget Pro system utilizes your smartphone and their app, and that tracks a caliber-specific laser that goes into your weapon instead of the bullet. So there's a laser in there, and you fire that, and the laser tells you exactly where shots are landing on the target. It's a really, really cool system. It's completely safe. It comes with your caliber-specific laser, uh, the targeting system, and the instructions so you can start right away when your system arrives. Go to the letter I at TargetPro.com. Check out the video. Choose your cal- caliber and then download the app so that you're ready when your system arrives. And right now, save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's iTargetPro.com offer code PAT to save 10%. iTargetPro.com. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, hey, there's something interesting coming up, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it's it's a I think it's a release of this at the same time in theaters and on Netflix. A new movie with a uh, uh, it's like a medieval theme. Have you seen the uh, yeah? The I've seen for the, it? the promos for it. My goodness, I know what you're talking about, and I don't know the name of the movie either. Uh, <clears throat> darn it! Uh, but that guy who played Captain Kirk on the new Star Trek, um, he's in it. <laughs> so I mean, he's a pretty big star. Yeah, some, it looks like a, a, a very polished Hollywood flick. There, uh, it does. Uh, I don't know what Netflix spent for this, but it had to be a lot. It, it had to be a ton. And they're they're spending five six billion dollars a year on new programming um, and and new new movies. And this one, I'm not seeing what it is, but it it looks really good. Uh, this particular cool. article in the New York Times says Netflix put a movie in theaters. Good luck finding it. Hmm. So I don't know if that's the same one we're talking about. And uh, the United States, I don't know if this is the People same. People are probably tweeting at Pat Unleash the answer right now. I'll bet, <laughs> yeah, I hope they are because uh, I'd like to know the answer. Uh, Outlaw King? 
What is it? Outlaw King. Yes, yeah. it is Outlaw King. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And what's the guy's name that stars in that? Uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <clears throat> exactly. There you go. There you go. Looks good. So Outlaw King is coming to Netflix and uh, your local theaters. It's, that's a weird comedy. Why would you go to the theater when it's on Netflix? I guess if you don't have Netflix, you go to the theater, right? Uh-huh. And if you don't have a theater, you watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, and there is a uh, there's a new deal from movie movie pass rival Cinemia. Cinemia. Uh, they just dropped their prices on weekdays. This is interesting. This is a movie pass that uh, where you you get it like a you subscribe mm-hmm. to a bunch of different movie tickets. Yeah, a lot of different tiers with this too that they that they break down depending on how many movies you want to watch. It seems like Stu talked about Movie Pass a lot, right? Cuz you paid like 10 bucks and you can go yeah. to unlimited amounts of movies yeah, and a they, month. their business model just <clears throat> didn't quite work out. This one uh it seems that uh this one's got a little bit uh they're they're offering a weekday only subscription plan that starts at 4 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. $4 a month. Uh before Movie Pass emerged from obscurity last year with a $15 per month Free for all. Uh, Cinemia was offering theater subscriptions in Europe and building a real business model. The company has uh, brought a range of tiered pricing to the U.S. And now they have a bunch of new plans that allow users to get discounted rates. Okay, so for four bucks a month, you can get one ticket to any movie a month. One ticket to any movie. For eight ninety nine, so nine bucks a month, you get three tickets to mm. any movie. For ten dollars a month, you get two tickets to any money any movie per month, three D, four D, and IMAX formats. For fifteen dollars a month, you get three tickets to any movie. Uh, and for twenty four dollars a month, you get one ticket to any movie you want every day if you want. One ticket per day. That's twenty four a month. Twenty four dollars a month. Well, that yeah, that's a better business model because I mean, for fifteen dollars a month and you can go to unlimited movies, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that made how they made that work. Did they already go out of out of business? Mm, no, I think they're getting there though. Let's see. Now, apparently, the biggest hurdle is that it's more expensive than Movie Pass. The movie passes original plan um and that all these different tiers can be confusing um all of these options are seven days a week and family plan formats uh but it's cut down the movie pass watching movie a day option from ninety dollars a month to thirty dollars a month so you can go to as many movies as you want for 30 bucks a month that's not bad yeah <sighs> We got a couple things going on here with MoviePass. So a couple of weeks ago, hmm. like the parent company that owns it is trying to dump it. Oh, really? And then, um, and so then the cinema um, that you just read about yeah. is uh, being sued by angry customers uh, who say it ripped them off with new fees. Yeah, because they don't understand what they're buying. I'll <sighs> bet. What do you want to bet? That's it. They they don't get it. They're thinking, um, well, this I paid my $4. I can go to as many movies as I want. Yeah. I, no, not for 4 bucks. No, it looks like they have a $1.80 per movie processing fee Oh, that okay. they're adding. Oh, that sucks. See, now yeah, that's... Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> that's, 
That's not right. This is like a cursed business What's a bad business model? You can't make it work. How are you going to make that work? And then you just, you don't, you just wait till Netflix owns all the theaters and stuff and all new releases are in your living room. Exactly. That's how you make it work. Of course, theaters will then go out of business because no one will go there and their lifeblood is what's selling concessions. Yeah. So the more yeah. of these movies that show up on your TV first or at the same time, mm-hmm. well, these theaters. We the- thought for a long time, though, that the, the theater business wasn't going to work because of home movies. And yet the theaters continue to thrive. They continue to break records every single year. Yeah. They've just adapted by becoming better at what they do. Because you go there and it's a much better experience now when you go to a place like, um, uh, what do they call it? The movie house and eatery. Eatery and movie house or whatever that is. Yeah, and then the, uh, the movie grill and theater. And it, it, you go there and you eat and it's in a, you're in a recliner. And it's, you can lay back. Some of them uh, in Russia, they're doing beds in the theaters. So you crawl into bed. Whoa. And <laughs> what's playing on the big screen? That's what I movie. want to know. Uh, oh, but see, I don't want to go to a theater because if I got to pee, man, I can't hit pause, you know? And I also have to sit around OPKs, you know, and worry about other people's kids Keith, bugging me and making noises. Go before the movie starts. Yeah, that's true. Go before the movie starts. Yeah, but I just I don't want to deal with a crowd. I don't like sitting in a dark room well, with strangers. Okay. I know most people aren't hermits like you are, though. Right? You're almost a hermit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's not you don't want to go out in public. The only reason you go out in public is to come to work. Yep, Pretty much, that's, right? That's, that's about my it. life. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so, Good job. So, Nailed yeah. It. So you maybe you're not the typical customer of the movie theater. Maybe. Mm, you know, no, I'm, you're right. I'm just saying. I'm not a typical anything. Is <laughs> <laughs> probably the issue here. Yeah, I think it is. But no, see, I um, <clears throat> we just got this. The first piece of furniture we've bought in 14 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a new couch. And, uh, yeah. and, it, and it reclines. No, nice. And so uh, now I'm comfortable, and uh, I really mm-hmm. have no reason to ever leave the house for anything. Except I know. for to come here and, and see you. I do enjoy I do enjoy that I get to see you on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. That's likewise. my reason to live. Likewise, I'm sure. Uh, but that's another thing, because people have made their homes much more comfortable with mm-hmm. movie theaters in the home, too. So not only do you have movies in the home, but a lot of people have theaters in their homes now, too. And so... Even the movie theaters have even kind of overcome that. It's pretty amazing. Carrie won't let me get a bigger TV though. It's a sore spot. What's your what's what's the biggest TV you have? The one we have now is forty, maybe just forty, forty-ish. I'll, I'll measure. I'll let you know tomorrow. I, I mean, that's remember. that's like three inches now. I know. I''m like, I no, want to. No, that's not adequate. I want to watch football. That's not adequate. Fifty-five anymore. inches. Yeah, no. you, yeah, you got to go seventy-five. But at 80. least I've got a really, really, really good friend that I see every day, uh-huh. who has a home theater that he could what? invite me over to see. Oh, you'll have to introduce um, me to that guy because uh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he sits uh, really close to me every single day. Really. Yeah. You got somebody, uh, an invisible friend over there that no, I can't no, see? No, no, huh. it's going this That's way. Weird. And I just love how often he, he says, hey, come over. I, hey, we we did that just not that long ago at the, at the uh, what was it we did that at? Um, hmm? It was the 2000. That'd be the 2012. 12. 2012 election? debate. The first one between Obama and Romney was the last time I was invited to your house. <laughs> 
last time. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, is it, it is. really? We might have played ping pong. No, we pong. played ping pong since okay. then. So Okay, so, so I've been there twice. So okay. Been there twice. Oh, come on. It's more than that, isn't it? No. Yeah. no. Well, that's what I said. You won't. You don't leave your house, though. Yeah. That's why. Uh, 888 <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, how many times have I been to your house? I was house? waiting for that one. A grand total of none. Well, I mean, I live so far out. I don't want to trouble you to come out there and visit yeah, me. I'm I out know. there in New Mexico. Okay. All right. And it's like, look, the mm-hmm. gas money alone mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just not worth it's it. It's not worth it. it. It's just it's not worth it. Not Here's an amazing story I've been saving for, uh, I don't know, a rainy day, and I think it is raining uh, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's raining somewhere, yeah. <laughs> uh, an atheist minister in a Christian denomination uh, just got to keep her job, leading a congregation after several years of turmoil. Why would you have turmoil from an atheist minister? Well, what's the problem? Running a Christian denomination. Why would you? What? I don't think... The Reverend Greta Vosper <laughs> with the Theologically Liberal United Church of Canada uh, said she's free now to minister at West Hill United Church in Toronto after a confidential settlement with the de- denomination. It's going to be wonderful, she said. Uh, we'll be out from underneath that heavy cloud. Now we'll be really able to fly. <laughs> Wait, so now okay, I so can go and in- not talk about God even though I'm a minister. Right, Okay. right. Isn't that great? You're going to a Christian church, mm-hmm. and the pastor is an atheist. Hmm. Doesn't believe in Christ. Doesn't believe in God. By definition, that's what an atheist is. Why would you allow that woman to preach in your church? In her sermons, uh, sermons every Sunday, she openly talks about how she doesn't believe the Bible is the authoritative word of God for all time. A conviction she's, she long held before her ordination. And, well, we'll say that again. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, she doesn't believe the Bible is the authoritative word of God for all time. And it's a belief she held before Before, being before she was ordained. Mm-hmm. So she might have picked the wrong line of work. I mean, I don't how want to judge her. Bizarre is this? What in the world? At some point, you got to be like, yeah, I, I should probably go be a plumber or something. I guess she recites traditional prayers and hymns that perpetuated ideas she didn't believe in. Um, and uh, so she would tell her, she would inform her congregation of that. Wow. How many uh, people and, and were in this? And then they tried to remove her. No. And couldn't. <clears throat> wow. What a, what a world. And now she's getting free money to walk away. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Pat Gray Unleashed.